deadline on Oak Street, mile three. Welcome to the housing market. I'm with Redfin, and I'm here to help. I need to sell my house. Great. Redfin charges a 1% listing fee when you buy and sell with us, which is more than half off the usual fee and saves you an average of $8,400. Oh, wow. Is that all? Uh, yep. I'm kidding. You had me at 1%. Want to win? Sell with Redfin. It's real estate done right. Bidding warrant the offer's counter in five minutes. Average savings is Redfin refund plus 1% listing fee. Subject to minimums. Not available in all areas. Learn more at redfin.com. We praise the Lord. Michael Jakes here. We're here once again with the Sunday Sermon Series here. And uh, we praise the Lord. We thank you once again for joining us. We're here once again with a word for your soul. We pray that all is well with you on this Sunday afternoon. Amen. We are streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Spreaker.com. That is our podcast platform. Uh, if you go there, you'll find the other podcasts that this ministry uh, has been able to produce over the years by the grace of God. Amen. Today, we are continuing in our series entitled Glory in the Highest. Amen. Glory in the highest. And today we're going to be for a few minutes just looking at the demands of his name. Yes, yes, thou shalt call his name Jesus. It, the fact that his name is Jesus, when we hear the name of Jesus, something needs to happen. Something needs to be stirred in our heart and in our lives. Amen. And today, just for a few moments, we're going to speak about the demands of his name. Amen. So get your smart device, get your Bibles, stay with us for a little bit as we go into the word of God. We'll do it. When we get back in a minute. you once again today we thank you for giving us this opportunity to open up your word lord once again we are we, we don't know what we would do without you lord jesus so lord we thank you for giving us this time uh to 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 praise you and to honor you lord jesus because of who you are and what you have done lord we pray that you will be with us even now as we open up your word give us clarity of mind and spirit lord i pray you'll bless those under the sound of your word even today lord we bless you we thank you for all things in your name we pray amen and amen Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. God is good. God bless you, my brother Frank. God bless you, my brother Norman. Amen. I want to bring you, I want to bring you to the book of Matthew. Very familiar portion of scripture. Uh, we, we've touched on them already. But Matthew chapter number 21. Matthew, Matthew chapter 1. I'm sorry. Matthew chapter number 1. And I'll start reading in verse number 21. And then we'll be going over to uh, the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter uh, number 7. Amen. All right. Matthew 1, starting in 21. And he and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from 
their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the prophet uh, of the Lord, spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Amen. Now, verse number twenty-five. Let me jump to verse twenty-four and twenty-five. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Amen. Now let's go to Isaiah chapter number 7. Isaiah chapter number 7, starting in verse number 14. God bless you, Doris. Amen. Isaiah chapter 7, starting in verse number 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Let me just start out with this question here. What does the name of Jesus mean to you? What does the name of Jesus mean to you? The name of Jesus means different things to different people. But what does the name of Jesus mean to you? Amen. Uh, the name, the very name Jesus is, is so powerful. Now, with all of the other names that are mentioned in Scripture can, around the Christmas story, uh, several other names involved in the Christmas story. Uh, you have Anna, uh, whose name actually means grace, something good. <laughs> the name Anna means grace. Uh, we see uh, the name Simeon. Simeon is a name uh, that means obedient or one who hears. Uh, the name Martha uh, is, a, is, a, is a name, is a word that means a lady. <laughs> the word Mary, Mary, the name Mary actually means bitter or bitterness. Uh, Joseph. Uh, it's a name that means God God uh, will increase. Uh, Herod uh, is a name that means either a hero or it means a coward. Uh, uh, scholars are not sure as to the exact uh, meaning of his word. He's either a hero, the name means a hero, or he's a coward. But either way, when you say those names, nothing happens. Nothing happens when you say that name. If you call out the name Anna, and and Anna, we, we named our we named our daughter, a daughter who's passed away. Her middle name was Annette. Uh, her first name was Charis. And so basically, and Charis is New Testament a Greek for for grace. And and Anna or Anne is is Old Testament for grace. So so her name was technically Grace Grace. Uh, and if you knew the whole story around her birth, you would understand why uh, why we named her Grace Grace. Uh, but but. That's a powerful name. But when you call Anna, talking about this name in the Bible, nothing's going to happen. When you call out Martha, nothing will happen. When you call Mary, nothing will happen. Uh, I know that's contrary to what Roman Catholics believe. But when you call on Mary, nothing will happen. Uh, when you call on Joseph, if you call Joseph, nothing will happen. Of course, Herod, nothing. But there's only one name, one name in Scripture. One name in the entire Christmas story, if you call upon that name, that name will change your life. And that's the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, it will change your life. Notice what it says in Isaiah and right here in Matthew. He will, thou shalt call his name Jesus. There's a reason. Call him Jesus, for he shall save 
his people from their sins. The name Jesus means savior. He's a savior. That's, and that's what we needed. We needed a savior. We needed forgiveness. We needed someone to come in and stand in the gap for us. And so that's why uh, Jesus came. Amen. That's why he came. Uh, we didn't. We didn't need any money, so Jesus, uh, God didn't send a, uh, an economist. <laughs> uh, we, we, we didn't need anything like that. He didn't send a scientist. He, he didn't send any of those things. We needed forgiveness, and so he sent us a Savior. And the very power of his name, the very intention of his name, demands something from us. There are certain things that we need to do based on his name based on what he came to do and for those who for those who are in Christ based on what he has done based on what he has done he demands his name demands several things from us and i know these are uh, we're not breaking any new, any new ground here today but I, we just want to remind you of the power of his name and what we are responsible for as we call on his name amen the name of jesus he shall save his people from their sins. I don't know if we fully understand uh, the extent of sin and how uh, terribly debilitating and powerful sin is. Sin, God knew, and I'm not going to say God thought, but God knew that sin was so terrible that it would send each one of us to hell. That's how powerful sin was. And he knew, he knew already, even though it had not been written yet, God knew that the wages of sin would be death. He knew that. He knew that from the very beginning. And so we needed someone to come and rescue us. We needed someone to come and to lift us up. We needed someone to bring hope and deliverance to us because without the name of Jesus, we are all lost, undone, and on our way to a devil's hell without the name of Jesus. Can't call on anybody else. There is, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That's it. It's at the name of Jesus. That name where the Bible says that one day all knees shall bow and every tongue shall confess to the glory of God the Father. It's the name of Jesus. And that's it. That's it. And so when you say the name of Jesus, what does the name of Jesus mean to you? Yes, salvation. Yes, he's my Lord. Yes, he's my Savior. I see some of your responses. That's who he is. But now, because of what he has done for us, now the onus is on us. We are now responsible. We, once we come into Christ, we are responsible. That name that name that we are called by. We are, we are Christians. We are Christians. Christ means Messiah. We are Christians. And what does that mean? That the name Christian was not originally meant uh, to be uh, some uh, uh, title of grandeur. It was originally, it was originally uh, an epithet. It, it, if you were called a Christian, uh, it, it did not mean something good. The Bible says uh, in, in the it says the Bible says in the book of Acts that they were called Christians first in Antioch, and that was that wasn't because they were beloved. 
That wasn't because they were looked at as such a, a, an upstanding group of people. They were called Christians or Christ ones because their acts and their behavior, they resembled Christ. And the population did not, had not yet all received Christ. And so the name of Christ was looked down upon and to be called a Christian was to, to have your name maligned. But it's a name that we gladly take. It's not quite that way today. And yes, it is in some ways, but it is ex it, it is an accepted name. It, the name of Jesus is still reviled. Don't get me wrong. You can talk about God. You can talk about uh, you can talk about Allah. You can talk about Buddha. Uh, you can talk about you you can talk about God Himself. But as soon as you say Jesus, something happens. As soon as you mention the name of Jesus. It stirs up people. People people don't want to hear the name of Jesus. And we are called by that name. And we gladly accept the name of Jesus. We are Christians. But now, once again, we are responsible. There are certain demands that are placed upon us when we take his name. When we take his name and when we come uh, one of his uh, of his children we now have a responsibility number 1 number 1 the name his name the name of Jesus because he has saved us from our sins the name of Jesus demands that we trust him amen the name of Jesus demands that we trust him amen uh once again uh my brother frank uh, the name of Jesus just stirs up people's emotions. Amen. The Bible says that they hated him and they would hate us. And the reason why people hate the name of Jesus is simply because Jesus is who he, Jesus is and was, was, and of course is who, because of who he is and what he does. He, he stands up, he, he strikes a blow against sin. People under, people understand what Jesus was all about. Not not in a spiritual way, but they know that Jesus stands for good and righteousness. And when we claim to be a part of who Jesus is, one of his people, we are marked and, and marked as being with him, and so that same mark that was against him will go against us. And so people just hate him. His name just engenders strife. Okay, because that's how people are, amen? But it's okay, it's okay. We gladly accept the name of Jesus. We gladly do it, okay? Now, we are, we are as his people, we are to trust. We are to trust him. We, we, his name demands that we trust him. He saves, he delivers, he sets free, he heals. His name demands that we put faith in who he is and what he has done. Amen. What did he do? He died on the cross for us. That is why he came. Once again, we've talked about it. The fact that he he has come. Yes, he has come as a little child. He came as a little baby and we all we all love the story of his birth. There's so there's so much in it. There's so much that we can take from it. But we have to also understand as we said the last time we got together, uh, that there are shades of the cross, shades of the cross that are embedded within the Christmas story. We talked about the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. 
okay? Uh, once again, the myrrh represents the anointing, uh, uh, the, the oil that they use to embalm uh, bodies. We talked about the fact uh, that uh, Simeon uh, prophesied that a sword would pierce Mary's soul. Once again, that's an indication as to the things that she would endure in her heart based on what would happen to Christ. Amen? And so we see shades of the cross uh, built within the Christmas story. And so he came to live, to minister, of course, and then to die on our behalf. And we need to believe him, trust him, put our faith in him based on who he is and what he has done for us. Amen? Uh, sanctification. Of course, salvation, sanctification, justification, future glorification, all of these came by way of the cross and the, by way of the cross. And that's why he came. Amen. That's why he came. And so we need to honor him and bless him and trust him. Trust him. Amen. Secondly, his name, his name demands submission. We need to submit ourselves to him. See, something happens when we submit ourselves to him. Amen. Something happens. Something powerful happens when we give up and let Jesus take over. Give up and let Jesus take over. Lord, it's not my will. Lord, it's your will. Lord, it's not what I want and what I desire. Lord, it's what you want and what you desire. Things change when we begin to see that our life is all about him and not about us. That our life in Christ is all about fulfilling his will. Colossians chapter 2 talks about the fact that Christ is our life. And that can only happen. Christ, can, Christ cannot become your life unless and until you surrender. Amen. And all of us. All of us uh, need to surrender more. We all talk about the fact that, Lord, I give you myself. Lord, here I am, take me. Lord, we, we, all, we all say that in some way or some form. But, but how much are we willing to give up? We give up little pieces of ourselves. Lord, I give you this. Lord, I give you this. Lord, I give you this. But I'm going to keep this to myself. We need to surrender. As the song says, I surrender all. Not I surrender some. I surrender all, amen, Be based on who he is and what he has done, based on his name, based on what he has done. He has saved us from our sins. Let me go back to that phrase one more time. The fact that he has saved us from our sins. We were, you were before Christ. You were on your way to hell. I was on my way to hell. A nonstop ticket on my way, on the train. On the hellbound train, every single one of us before Christ, we were on our way. But he died. He made a way for us. And we need to trust him and we need to surrender ourselves to him. Yes, Frank, we were on the hellbound express. Express. And only Jesus, only Jesus was able to put a stop. To the, to, to the motion of that train. And he took us off that train. And we once again, we became uh, his children. Amen. So we need to surrender. We need to submit ourselves to him. Amen. Surrender. 
Lord, I trust you, and I trust you with my life. I trust you with my life, and I surrender myself to you. I surrender myself to you. So there are two things that we need to do based on his name, amen? Thirdly, his name demands, his name demands that not only I trust him, not only did I surrender, not only uh, should I surrender myself, but his name also demands that I serve him. I need to serve him. I will serve thee. And service comes with love. I will serve thee. An old song we used to sing, I will serve thee because I love thee. You have given life to me. Uh, I was nothing before you found me. You have given life to me. The song says, heartache, broken pieces, ruined lives are why you died on Calvary. Your touch was what I longed for. You have given life to me. Amen. And so it is so important. Uh, it is so important uh, that we serve him. We need to serve him. And service and, and serving him brings uh, not only not only blessing to us, but serving him honors him. Lord, I want to uh, serve you. Amen. I want to serve you. He has done so much for me. The least that I can do is to serve him. Uh, let me go to Romans chapter, uh, Romans chapter number 12. Very familiar, uh, very familiar uh, portion uh, of scripture. Romans chapter 12 and uh, verse number one. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, Present, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Serving him, is, is, is the, it's, it's the very least that we can do. There is, no, there is no possible way that you or I can repay him for what he has done for us. How do we pay back? How do we pay back uh, this... How do we pay him back for, for saving us from an eternity in hell? How do we pay him back for that? We have to serve him. We have to serve him. We have to trust him. We have to surrender ourselves to him. That's how. It's the least that we can do. It's the very least that we can do. Amen? Uh, serving, serving Jesus, serving Jesus uh, is going to be what I'm going to talk about next, it, it goes hand in hand. The very next thing, the very next thing uh, that we, that his name demands from us is once again, is faith, submission, uh, service, obedience, obedience. Service is being obedient to the will of God. Service is being obedient to the will of God. And, God has God has placed his will on upon all of us. Now, all of us may not be walking directly in the will in the once again the perfect will of God. Let me say that. In the perfect will of God. Uh there's a perfect will and there is a submissive will. Submissive submissive will is the will that he allows. The perfect will is when you are in the 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 the, the place where God wants you to be. Now, if you if if an if an individual is in the submissive will of God, 
You're, you're, you're doing that which is acceptable in the sight of God. I mean, it, it God God has a specific place for you. Okay? God has a specific place for you, a specific will for you. And not everyone, and, not, and, it, and it's not meant to be something confusing, but not everyone is aware of the perfect will of God. Oh, Lord, show me what you want me to do. Lord, I, I'm here, and, and I'm open it, and to do whatever you want to do. You see, many times we think that God's will is going to be on the lines, uh, on the uh, according to what we like, what we know, what we're familiar with. That's what we are looking for when it comes to doing God's will. Well, this is who I am. This is this is what I went to school for. This is what I know. This is this is what I understand. So God is going to put me. God is going to plug me into a place. God is going to plug me into something that that I'm very familiar and comfortable with, and that may not be the case. That's why many times folks struggle with God's will. Now I've told you my story, uh, and I'm not going to get into it again uh, deeply now, but. What we do here, what preaching in front of people is not something that I would have chosen for myself because that's not that's not how I am. That's not how I am. But the fact that I am able to, to, to do it lets me know that God is involved. It is something that God has placed uh, within me. Anytime that I'm, anytime that, that we speak, uh, it has to be the Lord. It has to be the Lord because it, because it's it's unnatural. It's unnatural on a human standpoint for me to stand before people and speak. Amen. So God has a specific niche, a specific will for each and every one of his children. And service, we need to be obedient. Obedient to what the Lord has called us to do. And if one finds oneself in a place where you just don't know what the Lord wants you to do, then you do what you know. <laughs> you do what you know. There are certain specifics that every child of God needs to be aware of. Of course, you need to read your Bible. Of course, you need to pray. Of course, you need to tell other people about Jesus. These are confirmed disciplines. These are the things that every child of God should do. Amen? Now, once again, God, it's up to God. God will, God will plug you in someplace, okay? He will plug you in and he will reveal to you uh, his will. But once again, it should not be something that we have to struggle with. It, it shouldn't be. And and I've been there too, struggling. Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, what, what do you want me to do? But when it began to be clear, I said, Lord, this is the path. This is the way that you would have me to go. And the Lord will show you. The Lord will show you. Amen. So faith, we need to trust him. Uh, we need to surrender to him. We need to serve him. We need to be obedient uh, to his will. Next, when it comes to his name, the demands of his name, we need to worship him. We need to worship him. Amen. Why? Because his name deserves it. Once again, he has saved us from our sins. He has saved us from our sins. I want to go uh, to the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians. I believe where I'm going to go to Ephesians uh, chapter number two. I'm going to make sure I get this right. Gal uh, Ephesians chapter number two. Okay. That's not the one I'm looking for, but once again, the Bible says that we are washed, 
but we are sanctified, but we are justified by his name. Amen. And all of the things that we used to be and all the things uh, that he has brought us out of, we need to be uh, we need to be very, very mindful. Amen. Let me start here. I'm in Ephesians uh, chapter number two. I'm going to start uh, in verse number three. Ephesians chapter two and verse number three. Among whom also we all had our conversation. Conversation is a word in the King James Version that means our lifestyle, how we used to live. We all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of uh, the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature by nature, the children of wrath, even as others. But God, but God, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We were in a state of perishing. Verse number five, Ephesians 2, 5. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened, made us alive together with Christ. By grace are ye saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Come on now. We, we are so blessed. We are so blessed. And so his name demands his name demands uh, that we worship him and show gratitude, honor. Once again, it is our reasonable service. It is, it, is, it is the least that we can do. It is the least that we can do. Lord, I just bless you. Lord, I thank you for my salvation. My salvation. Amen. Where, where would you and I be without the name of Jesus? Without the name of Jesus, we are dead and buried. From time to time, uh, from time to time, my mind wanders back. I have to say wanders back. From time to time, my, my mind wanders back to the days before my salvation. And I'm talking about a lot of years. Okay, I'm talking about, you know, I've been saved since I was, what, uh, let's see, 15 years old. So from time to time, my mind journeys back to those early formative years and and the person uh, that I was and of course we grow there's been a lot of growth a lot of physical growth a lot of uh, maturity uh, that has happened over the years like like all of us but I remember those years and I remember how how we used to be I remember how I was I remember the things I used to say I remember I remember how I used to behave I remember I remember the the thoughts I used to have I remember uh, all of the different things that was going on in me at that time. And then when Christ shut that all down, when he, when he saved me, all of that was shut down. It was ended. It was over. Listen, I know for a fact, I know, yes, my brother, I was in that handbasket. I was definitely in that handbasket. I know for, at least I believe beyond the shadow of a doubt, I mean, this is all speculation, but I believe that had I not gotten saved, had I not gotten saved, I would be not here right now. I would have been dead a long time ago. That's what I believe. Maybe I still would have been, maybe I still would have been alive and without Christ. I don't know how I would have survived after all those years. 
uh, without Christ. But it's hard. It's hard to even think about it. I don't even like to think about that. But I'm sure. I'm sure that I would not be here today had the Lord not changed my life. And so we, his name demands, his name demands that we worship him. Finally, the last one, his name demands that we praise him. Along the lines of worship, we need to praise him. We need to bless his name. I don't know how you're going to do it. Some people do it silently. Some people do it quietly. Some people do it loudly. Some people do it boisterously. But I don't know how you're going to do it. Uh, the, the book of Psalms says to praise him. Praise him with the praise him with the symbols. And, and, the, and all you read Psalm 150. It, it, it tells you ways that you can praise him. I don't know how you want to do it. But you need to praise him. You need to praise him. Because if, you, if, if we truly understood just where he has taken us from, if you truly understood the nature of, the nature of the sin that we were in, the nature of the predicament that we were in before Christ, if you understood that, you would praise him because you're not there anymore. That's not who you are. I don't care what happened today. I don't care what happened yesterday. I don't care how you may, may have fallen and done something wrong in some kind of way or said something wrong. I Listen, you are in Christ, okay? You are in Christ and you need to honor, bless, praise Glorify his name because your salvation, your salvation is your greatest possession. We know our soul is our greatest possession that we have. But the fact that he has saved that soul, he has redeemed that soul, your salvation is the greatest thing that you have. And I would not forfeit my salvation for anything. Amen. As imperfect as you and I are, I am not about to say devil I give up. I'm not about to say, devil, here's my salvation. No, 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 no. I am so grateful for what he has done. I am so overwhelmed by the fact that he has He has picked me out, taken me out of the kingdom of darkness and placed me into the kingdom of his dear son. It deserves, it deserves his name. What he has done demands that I praise him. I have to praise him. You don't want any rocks crying out for you. The Bible, that's what, that's what Jesus said. Jesus said, if these don't praise me, the rocks will cry out right now. You Listen, I don't want no rock crying out for me. No, no, no. I can, I can cry out to God for myself. I can say, thank you, Jesus. I can say, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I'm not perfect. I'm not the man I was. But I'm, I'm not the man I want to be, but I'm certainly not the man that I was. Lord, I bless your name. I praise you for who you are. I praise you for what we have done. That is why when it comes to this season of the year uh, that we thank uh, the Lord for Jesus. Remember that as a Christian, this is not something that we do on December 25th. This is not something that we do leading up to December 25th. This is not something we do for the month of December. This is not something we do from Thanksgiving to December 25th. This is something that is perpetual. The child of God, we thank God for Jesus every single day. At least we need to. Thank God for Jesus every day. Lord, I thank you that you came. Lord, I thank you that you died for me. Lord, I thank you that I thank you that you surrendered that you rather sacrificed your life for me. That's love. That's love. He loved us that much. 
Amen? Because once again, God understood. He understood the predicament that we were in. We were lost. We were on our way to hell. We were in that handbasket. Amen? We were in that handbasket. And God picked us out. He sent his son and he picked us out when we said yes to Jesus. We didn't say yes to church. We said yes to Jesus. Lord, I'm yours. And I bless your name. I honor you. So as we begin to, as we begin uh, to, to, to close out here today, and Christmas is, is just about a week away. Christmas is on Saturday. Just begin to just thank him for his coming. Thank him for his name. He shall save his people from their sins. The Bible says, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. They shall call his name Emmanuel. They, who's the they? The they is us. The they is us who are saved. We who are in Christ, we call him Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Once again, shades of the cross we know, but also shades of the Trinity. Jesus is God. Jesus is God. God with us. Jesus is God with us. God wrapped himself in human flesh and came down and came down to us. He was the only one who could do it. The only one. These names that I mentioned before, they were not good enough. Mary couldn't die for my sins. She was a sinner herself. She said, uh, uh, my savior. She said, God, my savior. So she was in need of saving herself. None of these individuals, as good as they may have been, they could not stand in the place and give their life for us. No, no. There are some who believe that any, and some in Christendom believe that any one of us could have died on the cross for our for someone's sin. No, 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 no. Woefully inadequate. Only the perfect sacrifice. Only someone who was sinless. Not someone who was sinful. Jesus was sinless. Is, was, remains, will always be sinless. And that is what was needed. And that's why he came. And that's why we honor him. And that's why we will trust him. That's why we will submit to him. That's why we will serve him. That's why we will obey him. That's why we will worship and praise him. Because of what he has done for us. Amen. And we honor him. And we bless him. Always. Listen, we've gotten... We've got, we've, of course, we've become commercialized and we've, we've gotten all caught up in, in the gift giving and there's not a thing wrong with giving gifts this time of the year or any year. There's not a thing wrong with giving, giving gifts, but we've, we've caused ourselves uh, many times to get involved in the commercialization and, and many times we've had to draw back and pull back away from it because it becomes overwhelming I have to get this for this person. I have to do this for this person. I have to... Stop. 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 The name of Jesus. Because that's what it's all about. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving. Amen. 
He is the gift that keeps on giving. And so let's continue to honor him. Let's continue to trust him and worship and praise him because of who he is and what he has done. What has he done? He has saved you and I from our sins. Our sins were sending us to hell. Our sins were sending us to hell. And he stepped in. And he died for us. So we honor the Lord. We honor the Lord and we bless him. Lord, we bless your name today. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. Lord, we thank you for that name above every name. Lord, we know that there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Lord, we know it's at the name of Jesus that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Lord, we're already doing it now. Lord, we confess you. Lord, we honor you now. Lord, we're not going to wait. Lord, we want to give you glory and praise even right now while we have the breath in our bodies. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you are to us, Lord Jesus. And once again, we thank you for coming. On this Christmas day, on December 25th, as, as we do every day, we are going to honor you. We're going to bless you. Lord, we don't know the exact day that you were born. Uh, Lord, we don't know. And it, I don't even know how important it is for us to know the exact day. All we need to know, Lord, you came. And we honor you and we bless you for what you have done on our behalf. We bless your name. We, 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 we praise you, Lord Jesus. Lord, bless each and every one under the sound of your word here today. Lord, bless them, keep them, hold them in the hollow of your hand. And we all continue to trust you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Amen. We just thank the Lord. Amen. We thank the Lord. God is working. God is working, and God is on the throne. Amen. God bless you, my brother Frank. God bless you, uh, my brother Norman, Tracy T. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. We just we just love the Lord, and we just thank him for who he is and what he has done. God bless you, uh, Doris. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We invite you, as always, to join us throughout the week if you're able. We know it's going to be a busy week for many, uh, but we invite you uh, to join us this week as we continue. And the Word of God will be here uh, tomorrow night with the Line by Line podcast. We will be in chapter number 23, chapter number 23 of the book of Matthew. Remember, we'll go one verse at a time. That's tomorrow night at 7 o'clock p.m. Hope you can join us. Uh, uh, Wednesday night, uh, Tuesday night rather, Tuesday night we'll be here with another uh, hot topic uh, in the Bible Speaks Live. Amen. And hope you're able to join us. Uh, we're looking forward to... Uh, Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, amen? Practical, relevant, uncompromised, amen? Hot Topic Tuesday, the Bible Speaks Live, amen? Then on Wednesday night, we're going to continue uh, speaking about uh, temptation on Wednesday night, amen? So we pray once again you'll be able to join us. That's at 8 o'clock p.m. Uh, we look forward to that, amen? And, uh, and that's it. And that's it for today, Amen? Let me just remind you that our book is still available uh, on Amazon.com, Churchified or Sanctified. Uh, and we pray that if you have not picked up your copy, that you'll get your copy. Maybe you want to gift somebody, give them a little gift. Uh, I believe it'll be a blessing to their life. Amen. Uh, but it's there. And we pray that uh, we pray that you will uh, allow the Lord to speak to you 
uh, on that behalf. Amen. So we just honor the Lord and bless him and thank him for who he is and what he has done. You hear me saying that a whole lot because that's what it's all about. Amen. Who Jesus is and what he has done. Amen. We just bless the Lord and thank him uh, for all things. Amen. We look forward to being back here one more time tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. It's the uh, Line by Line podcast, the book of Matthew. Hope you can join us. Uh, we'll be here at 7 o'clock. Have your Bibles open and ready. It's going to be going to be a good night amen a good night of study so join us if you can if not join us throughout the week uh if not we'll see you back the next time you're able to make it until then i am michael jakes and we will see you have a good day and god bless you and merry christmas amen merry christmas amen i'll be saying it uh for the balance of the week uh but for those who may not be able to make it out here for the balance of the week uh merry christmas and we'll see you have a good day Care has the power to bring kindness where it's needed. It brings out the best in every one of us. It doesn't just see people. It takes time to understand them. It puts the needs of others ahead of its own. And when you start with care, you end up with a very different kind of bank. Truist. Truist Bank, member FDIC.